Sousa shark. Oh my god. <laughs> that's the word that's where we went, huh? No. Yeah. I wasn't planning on doing that, but it just came out. Yeah. 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 So uh today's <laughs> episode is Jaws. Yeah. Not clerks. Not clerks, Jaws. Uh, Welcome not everyone. Rats. Not Wall Rats. Whatever movie or that Chasing was. Chasing Amy. No, it's a, it's Jaws. Yeah, it's Jaws. Yeah. yeah. Welcome everyone to another epi- episode. Epilobode. It's an epilobode. Fucking Christ. This is going to be. We just spent 20 minutes just this chatting. Gonna, this is going to be a disaster. I know. We were. We were Your just, notes are drunken We notes. were just riffing earlier and it was so great. And now we press record and I can't get words out of my mouth. But yes, today's episode is the timeless classic. Yeah, that's something Jaws. I want to bring up actually uh, as we kind of get into talking about this is that there's a timelessness to this that. I th- I don't know what it means for younger people today, mm-hmm. but it was part of our lives forever. I mean, I mean, obviously because it came out before both of us were born, but it, it's a big, big freaking deal. Well, there's a reason why this is something like I don't know fourth or fifth on the AFI list of greatest movies of all time or some crap like that. Um, it's it's I mean top ten I don't know I'm just pulling it's that out of my ass but it's some I mean, place it's, it's up there a, it's a culturally significant movie you know the first I mean it, it created the term blockbuster yep, if you will the first summer blockbuster um, it, it changed is, the way the movies were released it um yeah it changed the way the movies were released it created the summer blockbuster it um uh it really is iconic down to its its music. Yep. I mean, people who people who haven't even seen a Jaws movie recognize that music as the the That's music Jaws. from the shark movie, or at least or Jaws, uh, right. right? Yeah, and, um, and every goddamn other shark movie is ever made after riffs riff, on it, in riff some on way. it in some way. I mean, or 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 riff on something in Jaws, whether it's, it's smile, the, you you know, you son of a bitch, or well, I tell you what, Sharknado did. Well, is the story about the the Indianapolis? Oh, they. they Nova took that. Did anyway. they? Did they actually? N- not the full thing, but like basically. Did they make a mockery of it? Because that's pretty fucking n- shitty. No, it was her talking. Uh, her talking about uh, a fishing trip she went on with her grandpa. Oh, okay. So All it right. was like, you know, seven men went into the water. Right. One little girl so it's, was pulled out. So it's sort of like. Um, it's just a, it's just a flowery way of right. saying that my grandpa and all his friends. It's died. sort of like Phoebe Cates' nod to her. In Gremlins yes. two, her not to her really sad Santa story in Gremlins one. Right. All right. 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 Okay. For Lincoln's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, you know, it spawned a bunch of weird sequels. This movie. Oh, weird is one. Uh, Jaws: The Revenge. I've covered on B Movie mm-hmm. Anima, and someday I'd like to talk about it on this. Show. Someday I'd like to talk about all the sequels on this on this show because there are certain things about Jaws: The Revenge that are nostalgically bad in the best possible ways because i remember when that movie came out i mean i was 10 when it came out and i remember it getting made fun of instantly well it was terrible well but yeah but i mean but like made fun of in a way that a 10 year old little kid never knew movies could be made fun of Mm -hmm. but that's for another time this is the good one (laughs) this movie this movie was so big that it actually caused 
issues with people going out and hunting and killing sharks. Or people not going to beaches. Or not, yeah. I mean, people, I remember, it's just, just the way it is, but the first Jaws movie I saw was three. Um, I saw well, that was the uh, that was the SeaWorld one. Yeah, yeah, and I was I was like a SeaWorld world fanatic at the time, and it traumatized me off of SeaWorld. I did. I love I love like Shamu. That was like Shamu and Mamu or like all the. Rage. <laughs> I wish this was a video show because the look I just gave when you said that. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> love SeaWorld. Now you know you're you, the first and only person I've ever known. My little, to say I am a, a SeaWorld fanatic. I am not now. I think SeaWorld. I think SeaWorld is total garbage now. But, but when I was six or seven years old, I think I went to SeaWorld when I was little. I think they had one in. Um, weirdly, I think they had one in Columbus, Ohio, or somewhere. They used to have some landlocked SeaWorlds. I am. I am learning some shit. Yeah, and I um, went. To, I went to one, and I was. I was hooked, and then I saw. Then I saw Jaws three, and that did for people who saw Jaws about the ocean. That did that did for me with SeaWorld, which SeaWorld I don't think that had the intended effect that they wanted it to. Yeah, yeah, they lost their number one fan that day. They did, they did. I was then terrified of SeaWorld because I thought sharks would would attack. Um, but <laughs> I'm sorry, I but can't but. Get over. That. But Who but the fuck is a big SeaWorld fanatic? I, I was a little kid. I love SeaWorld. I love SeaWorld like I loved ET, man. Okay, fair enough. Fair I enough. Mean, I mean, uh, I, all right, I fine. For, I forget. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna look it up. You talk for a couple minutes. I'm gonna look. Right. I'm gonna look and see <laughs> if there was a SeaWorld in Columbus, Ohio, because I feel like there was. Okay. Um, one of the big things that I and I had messaged you when I was watching this uh, when I because we watched this movie separately. Uh, we do that from time to time. And one of the things that really grabbed my attention, particularly, I mean, just all the way through the movie, two things. One, um, well, it's one thing, and it could be for two reasons. I, I don't know. Uh, but I'm really taken by the way every Steven Spielberg movie looks. There's There's something about, I don't know if it's the people he picks, to, to shoot the movies? Dude, it was in Cleveland. It was like outside of Cleveland. Huh. It, it closed in 2016. Oh, you could have gone. It's right up there in the lake, like uh, near Cedar Point, like Sandusky area. Huh, you could have gone. Anyway, I'm not crazy. I went to a SeaWorld <laughs> in, in Ohio, which is ridiculous on its face, but right, sure. but is a thing. Um, But no, I don't know if it's the people that, that, uh, that, that Spielberg picks to shoot his movies, but they all have... A certain look to them. Oh, we're going to talk the fuck about that because they they did for a while. They sure shit don't anymore. Kaminsky, his DP since like Schindler's List, yeah, is is fucking garbage. Hmm. It, it, Schindler's List and and for Saving Private Ryan are amazing. After that, I don't think they look distinctive at all. Well, yeah, they look distinctive. They look distinctive like shit. Every, well, wait, didn't Kaminsky everything do uh, Jurassic Park also? Uh, I don't believe so. Oh. I don't okay. believe so. Um, well, okay, so... But I hear you, like the early yeah, Amblin era, Spielberg. Like there, there's there's a certain look when, you, when you're when watching the movie and you see the horizon mm-hmm. in, a, in a Spielberg movie. Oh, like um, there, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's got that, Raiders of the Lost like that. Ark, E.T., yep. even Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this movie... They all have a particular depth to it. It's not just depth of your field of vision, but it's also a depth in color. 
like I don't know how to explain it because I'm not a cinematographer and I'm also without corrected vision blind as a bat so I can't I it's like being tone deaf but being picture deaf I guess picture blind maybe well, it, it, but it's but there's uh, but I can't explain it but there's a depth of field there that I, that that transcends just distance it's yeah, also color I think a lot of of filmmakers have tried to sort of capture that intentionally um who sort of now that 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 retro 80s uh that sort of retro 80s look is in vogue again you see you see sort of replications of that in things like stranger things you yeah. saw you saw it in um jj abrams super eight sure right um, uh, it kind of had it also yeah uh, um but yeah um now there's another thing i thought of too though um uh, because this isn't the only movie and Spielberg isn't the only director who made movies in the seventies that look like this either. Um, one of my all time favorite movies and people I'm sure think I'm a fucking goofball for the, but the 76 King Kong has the same kind of look to it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's almost not real. Mm hmm. Whereas in Jaws, I know it's real. I'm pretty sure in a lot of the shots that I'm thinking of in King Kong wasn't. Kaminsky, Kaminsky shot um, Boss World. He did not shoot Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. Weird. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I I don't know. There's just, there, there's a, it's like a, it, it's very comfortable in, in a very, um, again, I use the word nostalgia. It's, it's, it's like a blanket that you can wrap. Like, I know that I am looking at something that is that feels good to watch. Yeah. I can, I can, yeah, I can get behind that. It's sort of hard to put your finger on, but I don't, uh, yeah. And I think that early Spielberg had that in spades. Like it was mm -hmm. instantly recognizable as a Spielberg movie. Um, I don't think a lot of that too was um, shot placement. Sure. Um, uh, there's a lot of crisp, crisp, like focus to like, it's real clear. It's a real clear, like perfect contrast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very colorful. Yes. Yeah, um, and that's another thing I think he lost with Kaminsky. Uh, Kaminsky just started kind of bathing everything in this in this sort of washed out backlight. Like he he started it with um, like uh, Minority Report, which is a fine movie, but but I don't really like how that movie shot. Um. Even yeah, even I know AI, what you're even, a, about. even AI has it. It's like this glow, this glossiness. It's almost like he's trying. But it's not it's a glossiness. Like, it's it's like, almost like he's trying purposefully to recapture what a Spielberg movie should look like, and it feels wrong. Yeah, you know what what I think of when I think of those movies, particularly uh, Minority Report, which I love that movie. That's a movie I like. I, talk I about like that sometimes. movie a lot, but I but I don't like necessarily how it's shot. What what I think of when I think of some of the shots, particularly like in the um, in the in the headquarters scenes it it's like looking at a, a photo like a physical photo that's super glossy and you just stick your fingers all over it yeah. to cloudy it up yeah and so there's a there's both sharpness and an unfocus mm -hmm. to it yeah and, and i think where it really apexed into garbage was with the last the um indiana jones movie Oh, like, that was all green screen. The, oh my god! But how? But even how that was was photographed. It, it fake. Yeah, it all like, of it. But then again, it. although, then again, I will say that 
probably that fourth Indiana Jones that was kind of part of probably what they were going for. I don't know. Making it look like a fifties movie, put, but still, put those movies, put Raiders and wow. and those two, just how they're shot, just sure. just stills to, next to each sure. other, and they're they're night and day. I mean, you you were like, yeah, I want to watch this movie, not this one. Sure. Well, anyway, I mean, yeah, just 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 how it looks aesthetically, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so back to Jaws. Back to Jaws. Uh, so. <laughs> Um, I, you know, one thing I totally forgot to do before I, I watched it last week after I watched the movie, I totally forgot to watch it again today, but, um, there's a video that I watched, uh, that basically spells out the differences between the book and the, in the movie. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I, I read the book, um, when I was a kid. Wow. Okay. I, yeah. That's odd. I know. Um, um because that's. It's There's, very adult. Yeah. <laughs> it's very adult. Yes. And and what's interesting is, yeah, again, like I kind of got a little bit obsessed with Jaws. I, I, I saw Jaws 3D. Well, it ruined your fucking... It, it did. It ruined my, my yeah. early childhood love of SeaWorld. <laughs> but I got I really got into Jaws 3 because um, of two things. It was in 3D? It was in 3D. And they had they had um, trading cards. It was the first trading movie. Oh. It was the first movie I remember collecting the trading cards for, which is oh. so weird. Because I had an uncle who worked for Tops. Oh. Yeah. And when I was visiting, he had a whole, like, I don't remember what holiday it was, but he had a whole fucking bucket full of unopened wax packs from all sorts of stuff. And and it was just all the kids could just grab what they wanted. It was, it was seriously like one of the greatest m- memories of my life. <laughs> and a bunch of the packs were Jaws three cards. So it was a bunch of unsold movie stuff because y- the y- movie. Right, sucked. right. <laughs> so I had a bunch of Jaws three cards, and I thought that was cool. Um, and then where was I going with this? Oh yeah, and, I, and then I read the book because we used to go to the library a lot when I was a kid, and the library had a um a big fire sale, right? Just selling off excess copies of stuff that they didn't need to make room for other stuff and stuff that just wasn't checked out that often. And I, and I bought, I asked my mom, I guess, to buy me the book, the I, Peter Benchley, the Peter Benchley yeah. book. I think I maybe was 10 and, um, and it was a hardback. Huh. I, I don't know where that is. I might still have it somewhere at my parents' house. I think my grandma had hardback that. with dust cover and everything. Um, and I was engrossed by that book, but it was where I first learned about menstrual blood. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we all got to learn something. That was an eye-opening experience. Um, it's like, wait, what is going on here? So we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that those differences as we kind of go through this movie. So, I'm I mean, I guess really just kind of get to the to the meat, if you will. Ah. Uh, you've got uh, Amity, which I don't think they actually say what state Amity is in. Just New England. It's New England. Yeah. Yeah. It's I assume it's probably Massachusetts. Um, but Amity Island or Amity, yeah, Island, I think it is. But anyway, it's, it's a little, uh, tourist town and they're all gearing up for their summer shenanigans. Fourth of July. Right. Right before Fourth of July. And you know, they're, they make all of their money for a year on this pretty much in July. Yeah. But this week is the biggest week of their whole, the whole tourist season. So. Um, but just before all that happens, a couple of shark attacks occur and, uh, you have the sheriff of the town, a new sheriff, poor Chrissy. Oh yeah. Chrissy's our first, yep. uh, our first victim. Yep. Um, yeah, poor, poor dude that was going to like 
be hanging out with her later, he had to like report her missing. That's the first time you know it's a Spielberg movie too, because that shot is fucking gorgeous of um the guy chasing Chrissy with the sun setting oh, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. beach. Holy crap. Yeah. It's it's that Raiders shot. Yep. It's beautiful. Um so then uh so Or maybe ba- it's sunrise. I think it's sunrise. Yeah. Oh sure. yeah, because I think they partied all night. Yeah, it's sunrise. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a like a clam bake or something. Yeah, it's going like on. the sun's coming up and yeah. oh god, and it's rising in the east. Yeah, it's right. fuck, it's gorgeous. So they're uh so new sheriff in town is Roy Scheider, Sheriff Brody. And he moved there from New York because NYPD was a real bummer. He, yeah. he mentions that a few times. Yeah, where's he from? Because he, he's not from New England. No, he's from New York City. Yeah, New York City. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because one, the crime rate was bad. Two, he had seen some shit yeah. and wanted out. And he three, he wanted to protect his family. But it's weird because um, he and his wife do not have an accent, but his kid has what I feel is a New England accent. Oh, the boy prim- is the yeah. son. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you're young, you pick up the local. Yeah, accents I guess easier. it, it kind of I mean, weirded me out. But anyway, um, so he is kind of stuck. It's his first summer, right? Yeah. And he's stuck between a rock and a hard place because he knows the right thing to do is to close the beach for public safety. Mm-hmm. The mayor is like, "Oh no, you don't." Yeah, and he doesn't quite understand all the local politics yet. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you can't shut this place down. And he's not given much of a reason at first, other than he, he a couple of times, I think the mayor says, well, people are going to be out of a lot of money. And I think Roy Scheider tries to fight back saying, well, it's better than being dead or having a disaster or having, you know, really bad things happen. Um, at a, uh, so... When a couple of attacks have have occurred now, um, well, just the one. Well, there's one big one that happens, but the, but the big one happens um, uh, at the beach while he's watching the shore, right? With the with the little boy on the raft, is that the second? Attack? Yes, that's the second attack, and that's that's where there's the shot. It's the classic dolly shot where. Um, you're pushing in and you're zooming out. Yep. Right. The vertigo shot. Yep. Right. Of Roy Schreider's face. Realizing that this this shit's happening. He's seeing it out there. Right. He's seeing the boy get pulled under. Well, and during, the panic. Yep. And during that time, he's also getting bugged by people. Yeah. Like, hey, sheriff, uh, would you, you know, like that's some bad hat, Harry. Oh yeah, there's yeah. that, and there's there's <laughs> the other guy who's like, hey, you know, um, can you tell him the knockoff, whatever it was that, that mm-hmm. he was pissed at his neighbor about or whatever. Uh, and all the while, he's trying to watch because he knows there's a shark, but he can't mm-hmm. tell anybody that. Um, that that whole first act really moves because of Roy Schreider. Yeah, like his sort of um, unfounded overreaction and paranoia just just makes that whole first act tick. Right. Yep. And so now a little boy is dead. Yep. And a woman is offering basically $3,000 to capture a shark, which creates pandemonium. It also, there's a little town hall meeting where basically he's saying, we're going to shut down the, we got to shut it down at this point. And people are like, and and the mayor's like, for 24 hours, basically saying, you got 24 hours to catch a fucking shark, you know, or better luck next time, basically. Um, that's when you begin to learn that it's like, you know, you can't shut it. You can't shut it down this week. Cause he was like, 
we'll have everything back up and running by August. Right. And well, the mayor's like, that's no, it's there's no, no bueno. Put all these people out of their livelihood, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, the book, from what I understand, explains that a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we'll, uh, I'll get to that here in a minute. But so uh, well, that's when we meet Quint. Right. So Quint does the whole no, scratching. Nails on the chalkboard. Thing, nails yeah. on, he's like, you want, a, you want a dead shark? You know. Yep. Bad fish. Yeah. And basically, he, he has a set of demands, basically. Um, well, he'll find it for 3K. Right. But he'll kill it for 10. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he also, I think he made the insinuation later that um, he wasn't going to necessarily always use just his stuff. Like... Like, I think he was putting the town on the hook for supplies, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Quint, yeah. Quint, Quint is um, he's looking to make a buck. Right. But and, but he also knows his shit. Um, right. He knows what he's doing. He's he's the experienced sailor. You come to find out later, he knows sharks intimately. Yep. Um, and then you find out a little bit later, he gets to know this shark intimately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or that shark gets to know him. Yeah. Whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, but... Um, so like they're like no that's no um but in the meantime the word has spread mm-hmm. that there's a reward so there are yahoos this coming is one in of my favorite this is one of my favorite moments in the movie and there are just people crawling all over amity yeah with their little boats and their harpoons yep. and they all like, think they're gonna get the shark get them three thousand dollars right. yep and the mayor, of course, is is all for it because yeah, sure, one of them's gonna one of them's gonna catch a shark, right? And it's like probably don't have to close the beach for these people to go out but there. That's and, but that's when you meet um, Richard Dreyfus, Richard Dreyfus, Hooper, and, who, Hooper, who who has so many good lines in this movie. Mm. But maybe my favorite is he might be my favorite character yes, in this movie. Yes, yes, <laughs> most definitely my favorite character. But when he when he's trying to get the 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 yahoos to talk them down. You know, and or get them to at least practice normal boat safety because right. because he's kind of because uh, some of these people probably aren't experienced boatsmen. Yeah, they're probably and, just and renting he, boats. He's and kind of an, he's kind of like an oceanographer wonk. You know, he. What you don't know is that he's really knowledgeable. Right. about. I mean, like, but he says he says, "Ah, oh, they're all gonna die." <laughs> yeah. And it kills me. It kills yeah. me. He's just like, whatever. I'm washing my hands of you. Yeah, it's you like know, you guys it's are idiot. you, yeah, you idiots. Like, yeah, yeah. This is the this is the Darwin Awards <laughs> yeah, happening now. Right. Exactly. You know. Um, <laughs> so um, they so somebody does catch a shark. Yeah. And kill it. A pretty big one. But not big enough. Nope. It's it's uh, like immediately Hooper goes up and it's like, oh no, that's a whatever, and he's measuring the oh. That brings me right bite, before this. The bite radius doesn't match. Right. That brings me to my favorite part. So they go, it's like, I want to see the first victim. Yeah. And so like, okay, let's go to the morgue or whatever. And they, they open up the, the, the ice box and pull out this little Rubbermaid tub. It's just a little tub. That's the remains of the first girl. Yeah. That's it. That's all they got. That's all they got. And like that cracked me up because it's like. I think there's a there's a moment that Richard Dreyfus looks at the bucket and thinks that he expected to see like a slab and he got a bucket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
but yeah, he, he examines yeah, it, it. It, it, it. Yeah, the only way to be funnier is if it was like just in a jar. Yeah, it, here's a cup. <laughs> it's a cup. Dixie it's, cup. It's it's a it's we a, found a it's tooth. a baked beans. It's yeah. a it's a baked beans can <laughs> with a hand sticking out of it. Here you go. <laughs> you know what always stuck with me is not the autopsy of the of the girl, but the autopsy of the shark. When they go, mm. the shark that they catch, they're like, all right, we're going to cut it open. And was there only one way to find out, really, like empirically. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, we'll get to the uh, let, Let's back up for just a second. So, they capture a shark. Everybody thinks, oh, this is great. People are taking pictures. Smiles all around. Oh, Brody is, is the biggest is even one. in there. Shit, yeah. He's got this shit in a grin. He's patting people on the back. He's yeah. like, this is great. Into photo, like thumbs up almost. And, and, and all the while, you can just see the Hooper's just chomping at the bit. Well, Hooper's and, calculating. And he's like. Look, it may be the one. The bite radius doesn't seem right. Maybe it is. And he even says, but it, I can't. He even says that, yeah, this is it's, it's rare for the waters. It, it's a man killer. Like it, it could attack humans. Um, uh, but it's one in a million, right? You know, yeah. it's like it, I think he specifically says. I actually, do have some good notes. A hundred to one. Hundred to one. Hundred yeah. to one. If it's this shark, it's a hundred to one shot. Right. So he eventually talks them into cutting open the shark. Mm-hmm. To see, because sharks digest slowly. Right. They have very slow metabolisms. Um, so we'll cut we'll cut it open. Mm-hmm. If, if the kid's in there, he'll come out. Right. The kid will we'll, be in there. We'll see it. Yeah. Yeah. And all, they find a license plate, which like, a bunch of trash basically. Yeah, it's just a bunch. But, of but I, that always stuck with me as a kid seeing that was that license plate. It's like, man, you know that is weird. Yeah. That they just don't just eat anything. Yeah, it's but, just whatever gets how, in the way of their mouth. But how the hell does that? I wonder that that license plate's going to eventually kill that shark, right? I don't think so. I mean, does it just stay It'd in its stomach stay in forever? His stomach, yeah, that's cool. That's weird. Yeah, Isn't that weird. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is. I mean, like, I'd be like, I if, mean, whales and shit. That have, would be like if one of, of us like swallowed our driver's license. <laughs> would that just chill <laughs> in our in our stomach forever? It's like swallowing one of those metal credit cards. <laughs> yeah the the bat card yeah yeah um or Um, the 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 um what was the uh metal credit card wasn't wasn't that part of the fire festival they were giving metal credit cards or something oh yeah 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 yeah. you could load money on it on this card that you could only use at the fire festival yeah right fucking morons (laughs) (laughs) should have been your first clue idiots But it was a cool looking card. Oh, I mean, yeah, anyway, it's the elite. Um, so they, yeah, so they cut open the shark. Uh, the it's like a boot is in there. I think also. Yeah, it's like, I think so. Yeah. So, um, but also that was the part that like Hooper was not enjoying was cutting open the shark because it was mm-hmm. like all that crap was gushing out. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, at this point, it's like it's not the shark. Nope. And and he goes and tells uh, so Brody goes and tells the the mayor and the mayor's like well there's a scene i want to talk about before that that i really really scene? like the dinner scene yeah this is this is so steven spielberg this scene um and before the, the, the shit's in close encounters too uh, and, yes yes know. it but even it, but, it's he's very good at portraying normal married life right just uh, the family yes and 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 the the little details yes and the little the, the mundane little details and, and, the, of and, and, how, and how those make these these loving relationships in a family work well and also makes the characters human right yeah but the the scene um before uh hooper shows up where 
uh, Brody's son is mimicking him yeah. at the table. And then he says, uh, Roshire says, give us a kiss. His kid asks why. I'm kind of tearing up recounting <laughs> this because it really is touching. He says, because I need it. Um, it's just. Yeah, because they had a really shitty day. That Because the woman, the, and, the and mom is, of it, the kid who died. Also uh, slapped him. Slapped him. Yep. Uh, basically, because it's like you knew there was a shark and you didn't yep. do anything. And it's like, yeah, lady, it's like. Go fucking slap that douchebag over there, the mayor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So maybe that does, maybe he does talk to the mayor before this scene. And then and it's a bad day. He finds out it's not the shark. He, he got to give her well, this news to at, the mayor. At, and at he gets the, slapped by the. Well, the, the, he got slapped the right little, after the, the shark got caught. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 So it was like, while everybody was celebrating this woman in, in this black veil comes up, which by the way, she's really old. <laughs> hey man. Like, Not much to do in Amity. I guess, but but she's either that kid's grandma, actually, or she had that kid when she was, like, 50. Or it's just rough, rough or day it's, for Or her. she's got some hard living, yeah, yeah, behind her. Because I mean, everybody ew. in the 70s looked 20 years older than they were. She, she, <laughs> she, I've always felt that she was miscast. Um, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I was really taking her to town. And she and really she, t- it's Spielberg. You made a shitty she, movie. And she's like <laughs> decked out in all black. Like, oh, she oh is. My she God. is. She is in some deep over, mourning. Over the top mourning. Like, honestly. yeah, some dumb kid. Yeah. yeah. Just her stupid 10 year old boy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So, uh, so when, well, when Richard Dreyfus shows up at dinner, which is great, he's got two bottles of wine. Yep. And he gives one bottle to Roy Scheider, and he fills this fucking mug up. Well, you know, like, and then he he gives a little to his wife. Yeah. He gives a little to to Hooper. But it's like a, this it's, wine it's, goblet, and he fills it almost to the brim. It's not a goblet. It's a mug. It's a mug, yeah. yeah and he, fill, he fills it almost to the brim. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And the wife is laughing about it. You know, it's like. You know, it's but so uh, so he goes to the mayor and he's like, it, it wasn't the shark. And the mayor's like, well, what are you going to do? And like, we can't close now. And he's like, well, um, they they start to set up like a barrier. But that doesn't work either. The fucking shark almost kills his kid. Kills another dude in town. Hold on. I've got this whole list of, of Hooper quotes. Okay. During this dinner scene. He first asks, how was your day? Right. Right? And he knows full well how his fucking day was, right? Right. He um he then looks at uh, Brody's plate and says, Has anybody eaten this? Yeah, and, and he takes, takes it and starts it. eating yeah. it. Right. Yeah. He um he says, We still have a shark problem. We caught a shark, not the shark. Right. And then when Hooper is or I'm um, sorry, Brody is pouring his his mug of wine, he says, You wanna let that breathe? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a masterful scene <laughs> of Richard <laughs> Dreyfus. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so they they set up a barrier. Basically, they're gonna. It's Fourth of July. So, here we go. Uh, uh, good times had by all. There's a whole barrier of of people. Um, they see something that looks like a shark fin. Turns out it's a couple of kids goofing around. They almost shoot those kids. Yeah, which is a great shot too because you just see a bunch of guys aiming their guns down at you. Um, but there is a shark and it gets into the inlet which is where his son and his friends are. And they they narrowly escape that. The son almost drowns. Oh, there's a real piece of shit moment where the mayor 
basically forces his family or, 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 or he says, why isn't your family in the water to some guy? I forget who maybe he's on the city council or whatever. And he's like, why aren't you in the water? Why aren't you in the water? We got to get people in the water. And he, he's like, all right, I guess. And he like shoes all of his family into the water and then everybody else follows suit. Right. And then of course, shark attack. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, so at this point the mayor's like, well, I don't know what to do at this point. Cause that was a shit show and the news was there because even the news was like, well, um, there was a shark attack like three days ago or whatever. You know, it's like, why are, why is there still happenings here? Yeah, um, th- this whole second act plays like a police procedural. Yeah, kind you know? of. It's, it's, it's a detective story. Yeah. It's, Except for you're trying to find a shark, not right. a, not a guy, right? But it's you know they're matching a bite radiuses, yep. and, and they're doing autopsies, it's right? Some CSI shit. It's some CSI shit, right? Yeah. But it's so engaging. Like, yeah. There isn't really anything. There's no action. This no, is, this is the most unlikely, in a lot of ways, the most unlikely blockbuster. Well, the thing is, is. Except that it tapped into this primal fear of nature. Yeah. Yeah. Nature be scary, yo. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, so they um so they finally are like, um, I think we I think we gotta hire that Quint guy. Oh, there's a good yeah. shot. There's a good <laughs> shot of Quint like looking at the fucking idiots who came in the town and like basically like disapprovingly looking at them yeah. as they're like, Hey, I'm right here. I can get your shark, you know. Um, so they were like, yeah, I think we need to hire him. I think we need to, you know, pay him on our dime, you know, and everything and uh, and and get him. And that, that whole buildup to the attack on the pond is one hour. And it just moves. It's, it is perfect, the buildup to, to that big set piece scene of huge great white shark attacking a beach full of people. Yeah. And, and that that scene has been replicated to death. You know what movie it didn't replicate very well with? The Meg. <laughs> that yeah. was a bigger shark. Yeah. And they couldn't fucking do it. It was a bigger shark and more people and they couldn't fucking do it. No. Go back and listen to they, that episode, they people. Could, they couldn't even get close. We were pissed. <laughs> I also love that. This ki- is a PG rated movie, by the way. And right. there's fucking carnage. In yeah. It. Yeah. I, was, I love the, um, the pond is for the old ladies. Oh yeah, kid says the that. Kid, kid doesn't yeah. want. Yeah, he doesn't want to go in the pond. It's like just go over there. Yeah, just do it for me. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. Um, placate your old man. Yeah, basically. placate your old. Yeah, yeah. Oh, placate this old man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's uh, right. It's so. Um, so it's it's Quint. It's the Quint show now for the second half of the movie. The second half of the movie is an action movie, and the second half of the movie is just three people. Yeah, I said I said three um, people and a fucking shark. First half is a tale of tragedy and denial. How do you like that? Ooh. Second half is action, revenge, destruction. Nice. Yeah. And fucking blowing up a shark. Yeah. And that <laughs> and that and that is it's it's perfect in that way, right? Because you have to have that first half to set up what you get in the second half. It yeah. gives, it gives everything more weight. Well, I was uh I I looked at that first half as, you know, economic wealth versus public safety versus personal safety. Okay. Because there are there is a point where some people are like, I ain't going the fucking way. these other idiots can go in there. They can be the bait. Yeah. I'm just going to hang out here and get a tan, you right. know. Right. Um Yeah. So so this becomes the Robert Shaw movie. Oh my god. Uh so the first time you see him, 
he's uh singing a song he's acting kind of drunk but he's like getting getting everything together he he immediately dislikes hooper because oh, he yeah. thinks he's just a college kid but then right. hooper constantly proves that he's capable mm-hmm. uh to the point where then he starts disliking Brody. <laughs> right, right. But 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 Hooper also doesn't like Quint. No, but he he likes to show him up. He th- and he thinks that Quint is um unsophisticated and uh, and a little bit reckless, which you come to find out that's pretty true. Yes. And that that comes from something in the book too, which we'll we'll get to all of that here There's two really great quotes here in this meeting of these three characters, which god, these three characters couldn't be more different. Um, there's one quote that I don't know why, but it always surprises me when I hear it, even though I know it's from this movie and our good friend Chuck says it all the time. Yep. Here's to swimming with bow legged women. Right. right? Where's Chuck? Chuck should have been on Chuck this should have been on this episode. Cause yeah. that's, that was Quint. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he was the first person to say it, but I'm guaranteed it. That's why Chuck says it, yeah. whether he realizes it or not. I think he's told me. It's like, yeah. you know where I got that from, right? Yeah. It's like, God, I can't place it. Yeah. And then when Quint. I is, always forget that it's in Jaws. And then when Quint is giving Hooper a hard time, I love it when Hooper says, I don't need this working class hero crap. Yeah. <laughs> that really, that, that like solidifies the wedge between them. Right. It's so good. Right. Yep. Um, so they, they finally, uh, so they load up now, Ellen Brody. Now you may ask me, Jeff, how do you know her name is Ellen? Well, because I fucking covered Jaws the Revenge and she's somehow the goddamn star of that movie. Um, so anyway, oh God, I forgot that. Yeah. Cause the uh, shark's getting is, revenge on her family. Holy she is shit. insane in that fourth. We got to watch the rest of these movies. Oh, we we don't, We should. We should. We'll just skip right to four and then we'll go back to two and we three. We should do. We <laughs> should do two and three. Um, I enjoy. I enjoy three. I, I think it's a terrible movie, but it's a lot of fun. Well, the guy who speaking. Hey, by the way, we're recording this on uh, Tuesday, June. What is it? 18th? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. The Tuesday or the Monday, June 17th episode of Monster Mondays was Bug from 1975. In 1978 or 9 or whenever it was, that same guy who directed Bug directed Jaws 2. Oh, weird. Yeah. Huh. Uh, anyway, I was surprised by that when I was going through some of that. But anyway, uh, Ellen Brody's worried, of course, because also um, Sheriff Brody is uh, not a fan of the water. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not at all. No, he is. He's a land lover. The fact that he's getting on this boat is amazing. Right, it and means he's, that he's he's dedicated to his job. But he is literally a fish out of water. Yep. Um. So as well, they, not literally, but he is the perfect representation of that. Okay, fair metaphor. enough. All right, Mister <laughs> Grammar Nazi, whatever. Anyway, so um, and it's apropos given the movie. Yes. Yes. So uh, or the setting, I should the, say, the moment that Act Three begins. Even though it's early, Act Three begins as you watch the the boat yeah, the through the uh, the orca yep. through the mouth of a of a through the skeletal mouth, the jaws mm-hmm. of a shark mm-hmm. riding off into its destiny. Yep, I just said that real flowery. That's beautiful. Yeah, wasn't that's it? beautiful. Yeah, um, that's a cool ass shot. Yeah, it it is. <laughs> it's a cool ass shot. It is uh, not half as cool as some of those shots of just the establishing shot of the boat on the water at various times of the day. Mm-hmm. These guys are out there for a while. Yeah. 
it's not just they go out there and they find it and they, you know, and they, they kill that shark. No, they're out there for like two or three days, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things in this part of the movie is um, Brody's wife calls in on oh, the radio. God. Yeah, well, this is this is <laughs> fucking Quint, man. And Quint goes over and answers it. It's like, hey, uh, hey, Ellen Brody, uh, Mrs. Brody, everything's fine. Your your husband's doing great. Everything. We'll call you when we get back. And it just hangs up on her. He's the worst. <laughs> He's the worst. Oh, he's such a dickhead. <laughs> I mean, oh, it, he deserves everything he gets. I, I swear to God. He's cocky. He's he's um, just disrespectful. He's, well, he's he's it, it's there is a little bit of a generational and class struggle in this movie that that's, he is the older generation yeah, uh it's it's greatest generation versus baby boomer who knows best uh but th- so but this has gone to his head to the point well, but it's also to the point of psychosis well it's also he thinks because he does the thing that he knows but and that's that's a typical class sort of idea that that the that the working class always thinks that they know better than the upper class because well, you don't, and you know, you're not out there fishing or dealing with sharks. Well, or, I mean, you know. he he probably, yeah. I mean, he looks at he looks at Hooper like the academic. Yeah. That, who, oh, who, and boy, I can tell you who, who hasn't who hasn't gotten his hands dirty, and and um and Hooper looks at Quint quite frankly as yeah you're you're an accomplished shark hunter, but I don't think you know what you're getting into. I I have done the 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 research. I've done the legwork. I know what kind of shark we're hunting, and you're not hearing me. Right. This is a bigger deal than you've ever probably hunted. A single guy typically doesn't go out and hunt a great white shark. Well, yeah. Right. Sure. Fair um, so yeah. So yeah. That's where that's where Hooper is. Kind of, it's like we can't just go out there pew pew. Right. The the shark goes tits up. And you you take it off, you know, whatever. But um, now I'm going to tell you a story here. Uh, For a summer, I worked at uh, at a heating and air conditioning company in the warehouse, uh, primarily doing the sort of like we everybody gets a list. Was the warehouse air conditioned? No, that's some fucking bullshit. That is some irony. Ain't it some bullshit? (laughs) I lost so much weight. Because you can't just wear shorts and shit. You got to like, right, there's like right. sheet metal and shit. You probably got to have like like uh, steel-toed shoes and stuff yes. probably. Yeah. Yeah. And long, long, you didn't have to wear a long sleeve shirt, but, but no, yeah, you did. The yeah. fuckers in the office could wear short sleeves. Yeah. In the office, I bet it was uh, air conditioned. Air conditioned like a motherfucker, <laughs> man. Sometimes I went to go take a shit just to cool off, man. Um, so, but they did provide free Gatorade, all you can drink. So that's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, it sucked when they perk. bring it in that morning and it ain't fucking cold yet. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, so anyway, so I was out in the uh, the warehouse where basically you take a list and you're pulling uh, stuff that that will eventually be taken to new construction sites. So like a new addition uh, of houses or whatever, you're pulling stuff for a single house. So that it can ultimately completely and totally install central air. 
Um, so, it, so I had, uh, gone to college briefly in my life and this was during that time. And there were a couple of motherfuckers in that goddamn Your college boy. Yes. And they just thought I was the biggest fucking piece of shit. And they were gigantic hunks of turd. <laughs> so I don't know who was worse. You don't need this working class. hero. I shit. don't need this working class hero shit. Um, it sucked. That, that summer sucked. Working 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. sucks. Fucking yeah, sucks, man. That's a long day. Jesus, 14-hour days? Yeah. Holy crap. But, well, the overtime was good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so um, everybody gets a, a moment to kind of get to know each other on the boat. Well, this is the best scene in the movie. This is the iconic scene. It's a, it's a long scene. And it's so good. It starts with... Um, with Quint and Hooper comparing scars. Yes, and they're drunk. Everybody's drunk. Everybody's drunk. Um, Hooper or Quint shows a scar, and Hooper's like, "I got that beat. I got that beat." And they keep, and they keep trading scars. And this is where Hooper and Quint actually start to respect one another. Right. They they're, understand. They're, that they understand they're... that they both see some shit. That they both kind of probably know what they're talking about. Quint respects Hooper. Because, because he's not just some he's not just some academic right he's right. not just some soft-handed right guy. Yeah. He, he he knows what he's doing and he and he's and he gets his he's not afraid to get his hands dirty he's not afraid to get hurt not afraid to get hurt and then um you could say that maybe hooper doesn't quite respect quint yet but he will in a moment yes and he will respect him quite a bit yes so this is when this is this is when you get an Academy Award nominated actor to play a part. Yes. Um, so there's one scar that Quint doesn't talk about. Yeah. And Brody asks because Brody always walks in at the worst. He's time. kind of like the ah shucks, like for a, for a, for a cop from New York. Yeah. He's kind well, of. He, he, this is not his work. It's not, and he and he, it's so interesting because. It really gives you the stark understanding of people in their pods, right? And how they can be tough, rough and tumble, and 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 um, so confident in in their abilities. But you take them out of that, and if you this, take this it, New York City cop and put him on a boat in New England, sh hunting a shark, if and, he, was, and he becomes this Aji shucks golly, like yeah. Like, I mean, if the guy who if 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 what killed these people in Amity was Ted Bundy, not right, a shark, right? Um, Sheriff Brody would probably kick some serious ass. And, and Roy Schreider plays this <laughs> so well, right? Like, you believe that he is a capable person right and he's not afraid to do what he thinks is right in any circumstance but he's also so awkward <laughs> yeah interacting with these two in this moment right yeah um so he's so brody's like so what's that one from yeah and Qu that's when quint talks about serving on board the uss indianapolis which had delivered the fat boy or the mm -hmm. little boy to the fat man to, to drop on um, Hiroshima. Well, that's the that's the great final line in this in this monologue. It's like, well, anyway, we delivered the bomb. Right. Right. So it was, and it, you can you can go to Wikipedia. You can hear the story of the USS Indianapolis. It it basically got torpedoed, mm -hmm. and it was sinking. Um, but it was on such a top level top secret mission 
that help arrived way, way later than it normally would. Um, essentially, it was it help arrived when it didn't come back, more so than when any boat gets torpedoed that's not on a top secret. They're radioing in right. SOS or whatever, right? So, yeah, well, uh, and this was after they had delivered the payload. This is they're coming back. They're coming back. They're coming yeah. back. So uh, they had completed their mission, or else yeah. World War II probably wouldn't have ended the way it did. Yeah. Um, so they they completed their mission, but they um, they got torpedoed. Um, a lot of people. There were only so many rafts for so many people. Yeah. Um, most people died in the water. Yep. They lost six an hour to sharks. Yes. So this is when, you know, he starts telling these horrific tales of watching people die next to him, basically. Mm -hmm. And and being very lucky that he's not one of them. Mm -hmm. And it was just a it was just a dumb luck. Dumb luck. Um I mean imagine you're you're in the water, you have no defense. You're right. And, and you're not gonna. A human never has a defense against a shark. No, you have no defense. I mean, you you could be right unless next you have unless unless everybody has a dolphin or two with them. You ain't got no defense. The for guy a shark. right next to you is gonna get, pull, get pull, gets pulled under by a shark. You know that could have just easily easily been you. Any yes. anyone who survived that that debacle that disaster is just lucky. Right. It's um, just a chance. Right. So he you know he tells these haunting stories and he. Um, uh, he, you know, and, and of course, the big line is that uh, 1,100 men went in the water, 316 came out, the sharks took the rest. Yeah. And so now Hooper's like, hey, you know a thing or two about sharks, you know, or at least mm-hmm. you've, you've really seen something I haven't. Right. And that's, you know, somebody right next to you. The line that always gets me is when you ever see a shark's eyes, they're lifeless, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, there's one thing that most people know about sharks. They are l- legitimately just killing machines. They exist. Well, um, they never stop moving. Never they never stop they, eating. They can't stop moving. Yeah. Uh, which means they're also constantly chomping along. Um, well, I think um, somebody says in this movie, it's like basically sharks do three things they swim. They screw, and they eat. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, that is the purpose of their life. I yeah. Mean, so yeah, they're not going to have much going on in their eyes. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, they don't have much personality. <laughs> you can argue that if you've ever owned a fish tank, you've never seen personality in any. They're all fucking dumb. They are. I mean, they're the fish are dumb. They're, they're they are. Very, very. Um, there are varying degrees, though. I mean, you could argue like a dolphin or whatever. Oh, no, but that's not a fish. That's a, that's a fish. No, that's a no, dude. That's a mammal. Well, sharks are mammals. No, they're not. Sharks are sharks are fish. Sharks don't hatch. But they're not. They're not mammals. They what? have gills. But they're a mammal, aren't they? No. Are they not warm-blooded? Well, they're. No. Hold on. <laughs> no, dolphins are porpoises. Well, yeah, but and and the sharks are fish, but they do have live birth, but they're they're fish because they have gills. They don't sharks have are not mammals. All right, <laughs> all right, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> so yes, dolphins have personality. Dolphins will also have sex with you if you're not careful. They will. They will. They will, they will rape 
whatever they can get around you. Yeah, it's it's scary, man. The nature be scary, yo. <laughs> I mean, whether it's dolphins or whales or huh. sharks, they're all scary, man. Huh. I could have swore they were mammals. Interesting. They're the biggest fish, I think. Huh. All right, fair enough. Stand corrected. But yeah, whales and dolphins are mammals. Yeah, whales have personality too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they so have communication it, skills too. Yeah, as I mean, do dolphins. Sure, they have their own language. They'll save you from space probe. They'll save you from sharks. <laughs> well, dolphins will, but but whales will save you from fucking space probe to destroy. That's the right, they will. You fucking you, go you back you and get some ass. humpback whales. You better not. You better not let those humpback whales go extinct. <laughs> you better fucking not. Because if, if they if go Kirk, extinct and they Kirk can't answer the call, back, yeah. then you are dead. Yeah. If Kirk has to come back. Earth is smoked. Yeah. Some, um, some alien probe <laughs> shit is going to smoke your planet if they don't answer the call. Oh, I'm sorry that we're only getting to the first Star Trek later this year and we're not already number four. Well, yeah. <laughs> but that's serious. That's, yeah, a, that's, that's, that's some real shit, man. That's a message. That is real history that's that a, happened. That's a, that's a message film. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. There's oh, some, boy, it is. There's some serious things happening there. Yes. There's a warning, a stark warning about yes. about the, the future of our planet as told through the third sequel to Star Trek. Yeah. But some people like it the most. Some got people, some, it's got some impact. Yeah. I liked it the most when I was a kid. It's not my favorite now. Might be my second favorite. It's probably my second favorite. It's between that and six. I, I like six a lot. Um. Anyway. Um, so, so for the final like forty-five minutes of this movie, it's shark hunting time. Oh yeah, it is. Well, that's what happens. I mean, they get rammed. They get by rammed. The shark so, okay, right so at that, the right at the end of the USS Indianapolis scene. Right. They get they get rammed by the the shark. So the shark is now hunting too. Yeah. So this brings me to my first question I wrote down: How do boats work? <laughs> because they're just they're just planks of wood I'm right all out of notes too okay well <laughs> it's all it's all emotion it's, now it's all action at yeah. this point yeah um so they're just planks of wood right yeah so how do boats work i think they're sealed okay so you fit you fit pieces of wood together really tightly and then i think there's a sealant generally that goes on the outside that keeps any moisture and water from coming in yeah okay yeah my second question We'll save. Well, what, wait, what was your second question? We'll I, save it? We'll save it. Okay. We'll save it. Um, so, okay, so the shark is uh, is now uh, ready for chompy chompy, bitey bitey. Yeah, it's a little bit of a cat and mouse. Yes, at because uh, at this point in time, the sun's coming up. So they've been up all night. Yeah. They've been drinking all night. Yeah, they've got to be hammered. They are hammered. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I guess you get a little bit sober. The adrenaline overrides. Oh, sure, yeah. At this but point, still, you're operating with a lot of alcohol in your blood right now. Yeah, yeah, all three of them. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's something I don't think I've really thought about. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. So uh, they're going to try to slow the shark down. Essentially, the the whole plan is is we're going to harpoon the shark. Uh, we're going to attach at the end of the rope of the harpoon a a barrel. Yeah, these these floating barrels. Um. Hooper also has uh, like a tracker, mm-hmm. but that doesn't really work out too well, I don't think. Um, but anyway, so over, so time passes, time keeps going, and they they keep shooting the shark. Yeah, now it's got three barrels, three on barrels it. on it. No, and, no, and no sharks can ever dive with three barrels on it. 
Right. That's what that's what uh, Quint says, and Hooper I think tends to agree yep. until it until it does until it does, and it's like well it does. <laughs> they, I th- that yeah. that's around the time that um, that uh, Brody is like we need some help. We are we are. He wants to go and call the coast we, guard. I've already told Quint that we need a bigger boat. Oh yeah, he said one. that he said that when he first saw the shark, um, before they even got drunk. Um, mm, well, yeah. He says, "Are you sure we don't need help? The we we're going to need a bigger boat comes later when he's chumming the water." No, no, no. He says that. He says that. Yeah, when he's chumming the water the first time. But this is before they go on the hunt after the USS Indianapolis scene. He he is um he's got that great like reaction shot right. Yeah. And he says, "We're going to need a bigger boat." That's earlier. And that's when they identify him as as like twenty five feet three tons or whatever. Oh, that's right. And they Yeah. 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 Okay. But but they they I think they even get a barrel on him then. Right. But then he attacks the boat in the morning. Yeah. And okay. then they get more barrels on him, and that's at the point where Brody's like, "We need more help." He tries to radio for more help, and Quint does the most fucking psychotic thing <laughs> you could possibly do in yeah. this moment, and he destroys the radio. Right. And Brody is rightfully pissed, and. And I'm with Brody. I would have punched the shit out of Quint in that moment. That is some bullshit. It's like you, you are taking away any possible reinforcement we could have. You are stranding us here. In, oh, in a boat that's in a boat slowly that's already sinking. starting to sink. Right, right. That the hubris of that is infuriating. Like I, I, I it's not that. You're angry right now. I am. I'm not that disappointed when Quint gets ate up. Yeah. So by Jaws. So, uh, <laughs> you're pissed. <laughs> Fuck Quint, man. Fuck him. For someone who lived through the USS Indianapolis, he should have a little goddamn more humility than to do some bullshit like that. Fair enough. It pisses me off. Fair enough. Um, so, so Hooper decides, it's like, wait a minute, I've got this gigantic sir- uh, syringe of this stuff that, it's like a, it's a little bit of a uh, little bit of LSD, I think, yeah. and a whole lot of poison or right. something. Yeah, and so it's like I'll get in the shark cage, send me down, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll get him. Yeah, this goes great, <laughs> and by great it goes terrible. Right, it, it, it is a failure on all fronts. <laughs> the shark immediately fucks up the cage. Yeah. He, drops he drops the thing. The thing. And he's about to get eaten, but he slips out. Yeah, he, he's but high, you he, think he's he hides die. in the coral reef, and that's the last we see of Hooper until, until the last until thirty the, seconds. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 then yeah, what happens? So uh, the shark uh, decides to uh, beach itself on top of the orca. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and as it does, it's like chomping. Pretty it's much, it's chomping. Yeah. It's like chomp, 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 chomp. Like, he's like pac manning the end of this boat. <laughs> yeah. But he's on top of the boat, and 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 and, and Quint. He's like slipping. He's like, oh, fuck. And he's sliding in to the chompy, chompy, chompy. Yep. And he gets chompy, chompy, chompy. Yes, he does. Uh, slowly. Yep. And rather painfully. Uh, now the orca is 100% fucked at this point. Oh, yeah. It's going it's down. It's going down fast. And uh, Roy Scheider has to get up on, on the mast. Yeah. And he's got a rifle. Well, he, he, and he remembers that he almost fucked up and blew up the whole goddamn thing right. by dropping a, 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 a tank, 
Well, he throws he throws the tank in the. Well, yeah, but this, earlier he dropped a, a, yes. a pressurized tank. Oh yeah, there's and a, Hooper's like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's a good moment of, of foreshadow there. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So he he sees that tank. He's like, uh huh. It's it's like the Chekhov's gun. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. So he tosses it and gets into the shark's mouth. Yeah. And the shark's like chomp chomp, chomp trying chomp, to chomp. trying to chomp on it. Mm-hmm. It's got pieces of Quint's clothing uh-huh. on his teeth. And it, it is wedged in there. Yep. Yeah. And it's wedged in there. He's like, and he's trying to chomp at it. And so now. Brody's like, well, I've got a got a target now. Yeah, he's he's crawling up onto the mast of this boat, right? Sinking with his rifle, just taking shots. Yeah, hoping one hits. Yeah, yeah, and then finally he's like, "Smile, you son of a bitch!" Hits it, and we got fucking shark meat everywhere. Oh, it explodes! explodes. Your shark explodes. Your shark explodes. So, uh, and like. You know, Brody's like, awesome. Hey, I did it. Hey, I guess I'm going to float back on this uh, piece Boom. of wood yeah. that was the orca. Yep. And up comes Hooper. Yeah, he's like, hey, hey, hey we did it. Yay, we Yay. did it. <laughs> and they float off into the horizon. Into the horizon. Um, they they say something. What is the last line? It was something like... Um, yeah, you want remember. you want to get a drink or something like that? It's, 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 it's real, like, mundane, like... Yeah. Hey, that was some crazy shit, huh? <laughs> well, we we lived through that. Yeah. Fuck that Quint guy. Psycho. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess uh Richard Dreyfus, I'll, I'll not see you in the sequel. Yeah. So th- that's your movie. Now, uh, so the differences between the movie and the book. First and foremost, the biggest difference in the book is that none of the characters are likable at all and they're not redeemable yeah. either. Uh Brody and his wife, their marriage is on the rocks. Um, he's uninterested in her and, um, she ends up having a relationship with Hooper and Hooper's kind of like, kind of like a dashing, like hot shot. Um, but he doesn't, he hasn't really, you know, he doesn't care about Brody at all. In fact, I think at one point in time, Brody actually almost shoots him in the book. Um, because he knows what's going on. They're not really hiding it. Um, Quint, all of your problems that you had with Quint in the book, um, he's attracting the shark by illegally killing dolphins and chumming the water with dolphins. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Um, I don't remember that. But uh, they both... Uh, it's Hooper, easily been 30 years since I read this book. <laughs> Hooper and Quint both die, um, and Brody does not blow up a shark. <laughs> Uh, Brody climbs to the top of the mast and basically is is praying that you know that it's quick. Oh, and the shark yeah. just dies. Yeah, yeah. The, the shark just dies from all of his harpoon injuries. <laughs> Which I mean, all right. I, mean, I guess it's a Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, uh, but they outlasted him. Yeah. Um, Peter Benchley was upset about the exploding shark because he's like, <laughs> that can't, that's not real. And sure enough, MythBusters proved it's not. It's it, not real. It's not real. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's but who cares? A lot more dramatic. It's, it's fucking blow up that fucking shark. It's even better in the third one, man. They really, they really. Wait until we get to the fourth. They one really go. Get really they weird. really go with that, like that exploding. I mean, the fact that Lewis Gossett Jr. <laughs> is is essentially inside the shark. Because he's been eaten, and he blows it up from inside the shark. That is amazing. That's why he won his Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. 
There was a moment in time, I think, when I was the biggest Lewis Gossett Jr. fan in the world because I also loved Firewalker, Iron Eagle. Oh, Iron Eagle! I loved Iron Eagle. I Boy. recently watched that again. Holy shit! Is that not like the most Reagan era, like right wing fucking propaganda you could possibly feed to a that child? Was all of the eighties, man. Holy I mean, moly! It is unbelievable. Um, it is unbelievable. More so than 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 canon movies than than, than it's right the up Delta there. Force. I, I mean, it's right up there. It could have been a canon movie. It wouldn't. Have, it wouldn't have been out of place. <laughs> it really wouldn't have been. So um, this movie lives on forever. Oh, I remember my uh, <laughs> forever. I remember my second question. That I said I was going to hold off on. Yeah, what's your second is. question? How do sharks work? <laughs> I mean, yes, I know that they just eat and they and they fuck and they swim, but like. This shark's pretty smart. I don't think sharks are that smart. No, but scary sharks are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised they didn't make a Jaws movie with, with the shark in space. <laughs> that should be a but Sharknado they, movie. They did in Sharknado. They did? They put a shark in space? And they rode it back to Earth. Oh, shit. Inside that's... the fucking shark. Oh, God. That's that was Sharknado 4. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. You know what's funny? Our buddy, our buddy Shannon was way ahead of the curve on the whole like shark sharks? exploitation yeah. film. He knew he knew it was coming. Yeah. He talked about two headed sharks. He talked six headed sharks. Yeah, there's a six headed shark movie. Right, and he, and, and all of that was years before Sharknado. That guy, he's a prescient motherfucker. He needs to fucking start copywriting his shit. He does. We need. To, he needs to start sending himself envelopes in the mail. <laughs> Um, cause man, he was way ahead of it. Yeah, and it all happened. Yep. Yep. Ooh, the, sh <laughs> the shark. I mean, the sh it's a freaking. It, this movie inspired well, an this entire movie inspired entire genre of horror and right. parody. Yes. So beyond Jaws, there was also like movies like Piranha. Killer Whale, Piranha, Orca, Orca, uh, 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 Killer Fish, which was a shitty Italian yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, tentacles. Yeah. Um, other shark movies. Shark uh, Jaws two, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there was like alligator movies. And, oh and yeah, alligator, uh, alligator two. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, um, There's a it really kicked off this whole explosion of just man versus beast, and it's still going today. It, yeah, and it replaced it replaced in a lot of ways the monster, right? Yeah, it was like, well, oh, yeah, it did. It was, I, it's like I, you know the monster is scary, but gets what's scarier. Real, Real shit. monsters. I, yeah. So yeah, I mean, again, after I finished covering all those Godzilla movies for Monster Mondays, I did Squirm and Bug, mm -hmm. both examples of like, okay, this is part of the '70s explosion of man versus nature type movies. Because yeah. then you had stuff like Kingdom of the Spiders, where William Shatner's fighting tarantulas. <laughs> right. And as much as I fucking hate spiders, you can actually see. A lot of them die on screen, and it's kind of. I've heard that. It's I've never dicey. seen it, and I don't think I can. It's dicey, do it. but I. I mean, they just pop in like these little. I don't love spiders, pussy. but I don't want to see that. I don't know. I'm. I'm kind of torn because sometimes I'm like, "Fuck you, yeah, run those over," because uh, I'd fucking run over a tarantula if I saw one. It just seems so gratuitous. Well, it is. I mean, it's 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 get us a bunch of tarantulas, but don't get us a wrangler. It, that costs money. Yeah, and tarantulas <laughs> are 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 harmless. 
I mean, says you, I would die of a heart attack just seeing one. I've touched. I, I, I look. I don't like tarantulas, but I've pet a tarantula. I've let a tarantula on crawl on me and fuck in, off on in that. a contained, supervised environment. And they're just. I the whole time I would be screaming, like a three-year-old girl who just shit herself. But because I would have just shit myself. But they're not like scary, really. They can't really hurt you. I've heard that they that they'll run their fangs along your. They might. Ah! But and even if they even if they do if even if you do agitate one, if a tarantula bites you, it's pretty much the equivalent of a bee sting. It's you're not. I don't like those much either. Yeah, but but you're not gonna die. Okay, fine, whatever. But the point is, is that the the whole nature became the villain, and yeah, the, the real life things became the monsters, like you were saying. And yeah. and I don't want to hear any more of your stories about touching spiders. I don't like them. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm surprised this is the first Steven Spielberg movie we've ever talked about. Um, and I can think of a couple of others that that come in around this time that we could definitely. I mean, we can definitely talk about Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm-hmm. I think we could probably talk about 1941 because there's a lot of bonkers <sighs> stuff in that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, there's a lot I'd rather talk about before we talk about that one. Well, but I well, okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, yeah. Um. Um. Stuff. Other things. Other things. Yeah. Other other movies of his. <laughs> Why am I drawing a blank on? Steve oh, we can talk Spielberg. about AI. We can talk about AI. I I love AI. I do too. Um. I once declared it the greatest Steven Spielberg movie ever made. Which, now, see, that's weird. Which was fueled by <laughs> bourbon and, and 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 a little bit of bleary eyes. I don't truly believe that, um, but I. <laughs> but you're never going to live it down. I will never live it down. That's there, what happens when you put shit a, on Facebook. There's a fucking screenshot of it now that my friend KC uses against me relentlessly <laughs> to undermine me. That bastard. Um, but I deserve it. Bourbon gets Saving you in Private trouble. Ryan. Let's, we Bur- Bourbon gets tonight. you in trouble. I love Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, but anyway, no, the uh, there's just so many Steven Spielberg movies that are huge. I mean, even even the stuff before Jaws, like Duel, uh huh, is there's just he gets the art of visual storytelling even to this day. Um. Even though now he seems to focus a little bit more on like dramas and stuff like that, oh God, he's remaking West Side Story. Why? How mm. old are you, Steven Spielberg? Why are you wasting your time making an unnecessary remake to a classic film? Would you? Should somebody remake Jaws? Should somebody remake? Should somebody remake um, E.T.? I bet he'd be okay with that. Why? Why? I don't know. I don't have an answer for you on I that. I'm sorry. I just think that's ridiculous. But but <laughs> I just wish he would make better choices because I I I thought that the post was okay. I thought Ready Player One was okay. I thought Bridge of Spies kind of sucked. Um, Lincoln was okay. War Horses I didn't see because it looks smalty and bad. <laughs> Um, Indiana Jones four was awful. Munich was okay. I like Munich. It was Munich's okay. 
Portal Wars was okay. Terminal was kind of bad. Catch Me If You Can was That's good. kind of good. I yeah. liked that one. My Report was good. AI I like a lot. And then we're going back into shit that's good, like Saving Private Ryan, Amistad I've never seen. Oh, Amistad's pretty good. Uh, she knows this is beautiful. Right. Um, but Jurassic, that's, that's not a Park, movie we're going to, we're probably you know, not going to. Jurassic Park is a classic, you know. I mean, you're getting back now into the good stuff, but... But man, I mean, I don't know. Where he, he has he made really a movie since? Let's really say since Saving Private Ryan it was nineteen ninety eight. Has he made a movie since nineteen ninety eight that is truly a classic? No, I don't see one. No, probably not. I don't see one. But but Dude, I mean, Dude he, lost he's his so way, and I and I blame. Kaminsky, man, I blame. I, I mean, but also at the same time, it's like he was so front loaded in his career that, I mean, I don't know. I, guess. I mean, at this point, it's kind of like he's he's working part time while retired. You know, get get me get me uh, get get me Tom Hanks, and I'll put him in a movie. Yeah, and and it's you just know, like what's the point though? I mean, what's the point, Steven Spielberg? You have more money than God. Um, I do like his produ- some of his producing, like um, uh, Band of Brothers, mm. uh, The Pacific. That's really good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, he's got he still has an eye for for a good story. I just don't think he's really executing the way he used to. And I there's something about that that youthful energy. Yeah, you know that. Well, I mean, I, I'm not as he's become this tactician. Yeah, and it's just not exciting anymore the new steven spielberg movie doesn't have the weight it had 20 years ago well sure new james cameron movie doesn't have the weight it did 20 years ago but some how does that happen how does it happen that avatar makes the amount of money that it makes i don't understand it (laughs) well because because uh, it made I, does, does, I really feel like it's some form of um, mind control that that James Cameron knows how to how to dig into our brains as a human psyche and and make us go see his movies. Well, here's here's what it is. I mean, Titanic isn't even that good a movie. Titan Titanic gets it because of uh, of the the biggest the highest grossing movies of all time at least once upon a time this was we're talking 20 years ago when titanic came out were romantic epics no were movies that women went to see too so well, when yeah. you get both your, sexes your Dr. going to Javagos, a movie you're gone you're, with the winds you're doubling up your you're doubling up your grosses but avatar didn't have that no but uh what it did have was it had a it hype was, machine. It had a hype machine. And people would go see it, and it's like, man, you got to go see this movie. It's like you're really there. Because the 3D was so good at a time when 3D wasn't that great Yeah, I think that these Avatar sequels are going to bomb. Man. Probably. I think they're going to bomb. And Probably. Because this is the time of superheroes. Yeah. And, and I mean... And, and, and I don't think that you can do enough visually to satiate people on that alone anymore. No, not No. Um, there, there used to be, I mean, there used to be a thing as, uh, as such as event movies, movies that people had to go see. Jaws was one of them. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars was one of them. Um, The Exorcist to a certain extent was one of them. Uh, there were event movies that were certainly products of their, of their, of their value, like The Godfather 
every adult went and saw Godfather, you know, yeah. um, or Rocky or stuff stuff that had some sort of weight yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, but uh, there were some movies like Jaws, E.T., Star Wars, where the whole family could go. Absolutely. And, and it was something where you didn't want to be that kid at the playground who hadn't gone to see right. Indiana Jones, right. you know, or whatever. Yep. Um, and so, or Ghostbusters, or, you know, name name any movie that was big in the 80s. Most of them were movies that kids went and saw and talked about at the playground. Yeah. Um, I, I, mean, I mean, hell, there were sometimes... You know, the the parents go see something like Out of Africa, and they give you five bucks to buy yourself some Junior Mints and a ticket to fucking Ghostbusters or right. something or whatever. You know, I mean, whatever the movie to the for the kid. You Does know, that for, happen anymore? No, it's weird. Well, it's it's getting to the point now where kids don't do anything by themselves anymore. Yeah, because of concern over whatever. I don't know. Bad guys. Bad guys. We knew the bad guys when I was a kid. You didn't go near him. Yeah, just don't go and talk to that guy. Right. He's a bad guy. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. But this is a movie that... Uh, so one of the things I wanted to talk about, because I... Uh, well, about a month ago is when it was released. I'm about to talk about it in a special episode um, in about a week and a half from when this is being recorded. But... I wanted to talk about the significance of this movie. Mm. We talked about it a little bit right at the beginning. Yeah. And I know this is a little bit longer of an episode, but I don't care. It's Jaws. It's Fuck Jaws. Up. It's Jaws, man. It's a big deal. It's a big fucking deal. <sighs> yeah. Um, but that's what I want to talk about, right? Because, like, I am, uh, I think we all realize now the cultural significance of, say, the Marvel movies. Sure. It is something that over a period of time people grew up with. Much like with any movie that has some sort of a saga to it, right? Like the Star Wars trilogy. Actually, each of the Star Wars trilogies, there were people who saw the first one at a certain age, and they grew up a little bit by the time that third one came out. Um, so, you know, there, there are certain things that are going to be deemed kind of special. Now, every now and then, a one-off movie is deemed that way, kind of like Jaws, right? Um, and I had mentioned that, you know, so at the time that we were born and you're a couple of years younger than me, Jaws had been out for a couple of years by the time I was born and had been out for about four years before you were born. And yet we all knew every freaking reference about Jaws, even if we hadn't really seen it or if it really was not a rooted in our psyche type of thing right mm -hmm. um and it's so interesting to think about what triggers that and yeah you could say well it it, it taps into to fear that people have about nature and about things they can't control like a, a, a shark that just wants to chomp chomp on your leg mm -hmm. or whatever right you can't really control it but there's something more to it than that because growing up even when i didn't understand the significance of being the quote-unquote first blockbuster i knew that jaws was something special people talked about jaws even by the time i was 
I don't know. I mean, by the time I was maybe early teens, I had understood enough about what it meant to be the quote unquote first blockbuster, what movies were like when they were released before Jaws, what it was like after the idea of the summer blockbuster. I mean, for, for us growing up, a lot of the summer blockbuster was about being able to go to a movie because we didn't have to be in school, you know, or whatever. And sometimes after a while, yeah, you get kind of bored. Yeah, I'm going to go to a movie, you know, or whatever. But by the time that I'd really understood why Jaws was so special, the movie had been out for 15 years. And I still recognize the fact that, oh, yeah, that is a special movie. And, and it still had resonance to it. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand there's a certain timelessness to it, sure. I mean, anybody at any point in time can go to a beach and get stung by a jellyfish or eaten by a shark or whatever, right? But what is it that makes something culturally significant? Because, uh, and the other reason why I asked this question is that I'd recently watched a video from um, Late Night with Seth Meyers. And he, had a, he has a writer who just turned 24. And he was showing her stuff from the 90s that you and I both know every single freaking thing without any context. Show us a picture. We know exactly what it is. She had no freaking clue what it was. Huh. And it was stuff that had happened just like a couple of years before she was born. Yeah. Just like, you know, Jaws was just a couple of years before I was born. Right. And yet I knew everything there was about Jaws. Just I didn't need to know much more than it was a scary movie about a shark. Right. You know. But I knew that it was that it had resonance to it. So, you know, it, it's one of those things that, like, as you get older, of course, you get longer time to think about, like, significance of things that, that get released or that stick around. And why, why some things do and some things don't will always be, I think, something that is it, hard to pinpoint. It, it is hard to pinpoint. I mean, I'm, I'm looking up some things about the book. Because the book was a huge deal. Okay, well, there's there's a story behind that. It, too. it was it was on the New York Times bestseller list for 44 weeks. Well, there, okay, so this and is another thing about that that I had, that I had learned from that video. Um, two things: the the as the book was being published, the rights were optioned. Yeah, Universal and Steven Spielberg's production company got the book onto the bestsellers list for the first time by buying a bunch of oh, that's throwaway copies. That's interesting. So that it, it so created they create, buzz. they created a little bit of buzz, got on some lists, and then people started to read it. People got behind it. That's fascinating. So it was it was a way to say, well, we're going to build in our audience. Well, well, it's it's one of the first great film marketing campaigns. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the, the But the, the movie the lives up budget, to it, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, because you can say, well, I mean, yeah, obviously the marketing behind something like the Avengers movie or uh, Star Wars, you you can't escape that shit. But sometimes things don't live up to that. You, I mean, you can say that half the Star Wars movies probably don't live up to its hype. Boy, this this Roger Ebert pull quote doesn't hurt. A sensationally effective action picture, a scary thriller that works all the better because it's populated with characters that have been developed into human beings. Spielberg is blessed with a talent that is absurdly absent from most American filmmakers this day. 
this man actually knows how to tell a story on screen. Well, yeah, that helps. Yeah. But, I mean, but that's... But but it's all true. It's all true. I mean, he's always known how to make a character realistic. Yep. And a real person. Um, you know, Indiana Jones is a superhero that gets hurt constantly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, he feels every punch, you know, and, and it helps that the, sp- that the sound effect for the punch sounds like you're getting hit by... 20 pounds of potatoes (laughs) but but no i mean i don't know it's just it's it fascinates me to think about things that like i understand why certain things that were important to people our age like why do why do i still have an affinity towards transformers or why do you have an affinity towards certain styles of music Mm -hmm. um or whatever the case may be and or like why do i like godzilla movies so much well it's because that was the shit i grew up on you know and it's like that means something to me but it may not mean anything to the 42 year old next to me you know or whatever you know it's um or you know or it's certainly probably not going to mean anything to a 12 year old Mm -hmm. uh not in the same way at least um so yeah i'm always fascinated by what makes something universally timeless i just yeah i don't i, I don't know yeah I, I i me too and and it's it's lighting in a bottle yeah it's just a perfect storm of of creativity um a human nature right tapping into something in the zeitgeist that just just splinters and and scatters into the psyche yeah um and it's just it also helps that it's just a really good movie yeah um yeah i mean i don't know and and i and and certainly both this movie and star wars has two things in the production of it that is often talked about which is uh art from adversity that fucking shark never worked right yeah you know just like uh you know when they started filming star wars in tunisia the fucking sandstorm knocked everything over you make it work somehow right so they use the barrels you know i mean that was that was you know but it's but it becomes scarier yeah and you don't need to see the shark a lot right you just need to know like when those when those barrels pop up the anticipation of the shark yeah (laughs) Yeah. exactly it works effectively as a thriller in that way right and um Um, yeah now george lucas um when he saw the screen, sh- the the storyboards, um, he he told Steven Spielberg, he said, "If you can get half of this <laughs> on on camera, then you've then you've got a, a hit on your hands." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't. That's even a guy know. who kind of knows. He a probably thing or did. Two. He probably didn't even get half of it. Probably didn't. Yeah. But but still, that's a guy who knows a thing or two about a hit. Yeah. About tapping into something, you know. Again, I mean, this was during a time in which George Lucas is making a movie. That taps into every single person who now wants to go see movies reliving their youth of the 50s yeah. with American Graffiti. Yeah. He knows a thing or two about, I mean, he he borrowed that from his own, you know, his own childhood. But, you know, but again, understanding what what will click with somebody right now is a foresight that I have none of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just want to see more fucking superheroes or whatever, you know, but... The, the, but in 10 years time people may not want to see that anymore mm-hmm. they may want to see jaws remake or whatever i mean i don't know um 
Yeah. I mean, I mean the story, what I love about this movie too is it's so rich with anecdotes. I mean, there have been so many articles and documentaries and interviews it, se- it seems like there's always something new that is coming out about this movie. I mean, you could you could look up, you, you could probably spend days just reading all the anecdotes about the shooting of this movie. I mean, hell, the the uh, the documentary that is packaged with most DVD Blu-ray releases of this, the the shark is not working. I think is the name of it, is is almost as entertaining as the movie itself. Yeah. Right. The making of this movie, and. And like you said, just the, that idea that why did this movie become the phenomenon as it that it did is almost as fascinating as the film itself. Yeah. And that's testament to its power. Yeah. And, you know, and obviously there could certainly be arguments made for the time in which it came out, what people were seeking as escapism, um, even if it was something that scared them. You know, I yeah, mean, but it's not really. Yeah, it's, but I, it, but it's not going to Vietnam. It's not watching that fair, every night. Fair. Um, but it's still tapping into some of those same fears. It's tapping into something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still giving people a thrill. Uh-huh. Um, now, I have uh, my last bit here is I have a little anecdote. I don't. Let's put it this way. One person remembers this a little bit differently than the other person. In the story. <laughs> okay. As far as I know, now I could be wrong on this, but I'll just tell you the story that has been told to me. So when my parents were first starting to date, my mom wanted to go see Jaws. My mom is very much into movies, likes to see particularly mainstream movies. I mean, hell, she likes going to see the the, the superhero movies yeah. with me, you know. Um, so my dad's like, yeah, you know, and and my dad saw a lot of the the bigger movies when they were because sometimes you just want to see what everybody's talking about too you know now as i've been told by my mom they sit down they're watching the movie and mom ends up pretty much watching the movie alone because dad gets up to go to the bathroom and apparently spent the rest of the movie in the bathroom getting sick oh okay because he he didn't want to watch the shark movie or whatever <laughs> now like, i could be wrong like it, was, he, it was he was squeamish he was a little squeamish oh, yeah wow. now i i could be wrong did he actually get sick or was that an excuse not to come back and watch the rest of the movie that i don't know oh, like wow. i said i've never heard feel, one person's I, full side I of the like, story i feel like we need to talk to dennis about this maybe yeah i just know that my mom says that Oh, your dad just spent the whole time in the bathroom while that while I was watching that movie, and it was scary. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe he got like a norovirus, you know, and it was legitimately sick. Well, I know my dad is. I, I know my dad does is kind of squeamish about yeah. some things, you know. Um, <laughs> that's pretty. Know. That's pretty funny. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, I I don't know. I mean, that's. That I all I all I know is the story from one side of it. You know, um, you never asked. You never asked your dad. I I'm sure I have, but I it, it's never been co- cor- corroborated. Right, right. He's deflected, maybe. Yeah, I think it's been a little deflected, or yeah. it might have been one of those. Oh, I don't really remember, sort of thing. You know. Right, right, right. It's so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my mom <laughs> swears. Yeah. That she watched that movie alone, scared. You know, <laughs> scared to death of the shark because uh, well, yeah, most most people were yeah. So, um, 
<laughs> like it. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts on Joss? Um, no, um, but I do have some thoughts about next month. Oh. So uh, we're going to be uh, heading into August. Uh-huh. And it's time to um, it's time to go to Italy. Oh shit! For a little uh, Mondo Italiano. Oh, and this is a very specific type of Italian movie that we're covering as well. Pretty much ripoffs, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the 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 Italian ripoff of American action blockbusters. Well, sort of. Um, a, a couple of them are that way, or at least one of them is that way. One of them is kind of uh, cashing in on the zombie craze. Yeah. One of them's kind of cashing in on Jonestown slash cannibals. Oh yeah. One of them is is cashing in on uh, on Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. And then we've got our our Reb Brown. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about dude Big Ro- McLarge Huge. Dude, Robo War is going to rule so hard. That's why we saved that for I, last. I, it is going <laughs> to be amazing. Yes. Um. Yeah, so so next week we got Burial Ground, which is also called The Knights of Terror. Uh, this is probably, these first two are probably going to be quote-unquote better. because These, these are all first-time watches for me. By the right, way. And, and the first two um, are Italian through and through. Yeah. And I cannot wait for you to see one character in particular. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Like, it's the Ground. whole reason I'm excited about this yeah, movie. Because it is it's so the creepy. Most, it's the most bonkers thing ever. So creepy. Burial Ground, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, this is a movie I just recently bought sight unseen because I I learned about this is the insanity of this movie. We're watching movies that I normally write about. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if it's going to be real me or if it's going to be B-movie enema, Jeff. I mean, we that's can't really talk about these movies critically. So it's, no. it's going to have to be kind of like the Raw Force personas, you know? <laughs> like we're just going to have a good time, talk about some crazy shit. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that, so yeah, so for the entire month and that's just warming us up for sexy September, August and September are going to be weird. And I'm going to get really mad in October because, uh, because the leprechaun movies suck. October is going to be weird too. Yeah. We've got like, we've got, we've got a hell of a second half of the year. I'm not really sure we're going to survive. I hope so. Cause if we can just get through December, January one is episode number 100. I know. And that's a movie that we love uh-huh. to watch and talk about. That's kind so, of that's kind of like the the light at the end of the tunnel. That is that we that, should that's aspire the, that's to reach. The, that is the uh, that is the reward. Yeah. for making it through. <sighs> yeah, this. But just got to keep the eye, the eye on the prize. Yeah, we just got to keep. Yeah, got to keep the eye on the prize. Ooh, yeah. So bear with us. Yeah. for the next three months, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be weird. It's going to be a little weird. It's going to be a little weird, but it's going to be a lot of fun. In a lot of different ways. It's going to be, oh, yeah, it's going to be fun as hell. Yeah. Um, So I don't know how coherent it'll be, but that'll be fun, too. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, I'm not sure how coherent this past hour and a half has been. I think it's been pretty good. (laughs) You said that like Rocky Balboa. I think it's been pretty good. (laughs) I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, Anyway. So. It's a living. (laughs) <laughs> it's a waste of life <laughs> um so anyway uh next week the beginning of mondo italiano yes join and us join us while we get a little kooky it's get a little weird it's gonna get a little weird and it's gonna get a lot weird in september and then it's gonna get a lot of infuriating in october mm, oh yeah i'm already blaming you for we're october. gonna need gift baskets in october 
Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> that would be nice, right? Yeah, wouldn't send it? us gift baskets. <laughs> send us send us edible arrangements, please. Yeah, yeah. That sounds fun. That would be great. Yeah, I know, right? Some melons, some strawberries. Yeah. Yeah. That would make the 10, ten leprechaun movies? Eight. eight. Thank, Thank fucking God, Christ. That's only eight. Totally eight. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, until next week, uh, I got to go get my passport. <laughs> so we can head over to Italy. Yes. Um, take take our uh, finish out our summer vacation on vacation in Italy, because when in Rome, you got to rip off some movies. Yes. So until then, I am Jeff Arbuckle. I am Jason Oliver, and you have been listening to Film Seizure. <laughs>